the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio. We are at E-20 days and counting on what could be a, a consequential and perhaps even fatal election to the country as we've known it, as it has become prosperous and great and free, and we are 20 days away from that election. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and my co-host is Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona. Dude, you're way too serious, man. Your buddy had a good week. What's Why are you so... You sound like you're down in the dumps, man. Well, I'm, I, oh, definitely not. I am not down in the dumps. Uh, there are a lot of people that are ready to or trying to persuade us to give up, that it's hopeless, I mean, it's cert- and it certainly isn't. I'm just trying to emphasize the seriousness of the yep. situation. Well, particularly the media. The media went on a 24-hour feeding frenzy of two things in the debate. The first thing was Donald Trump talking. Uh, he, Donald Trump was asked this interesting question by you know Chris Wallace about would he accept the outcome of the election? And then the other thing, of course, is... Um, that the, the press is feeding on is, you know, are we hombres or not? Are, what, you, are you bad hombres? Yes. And, you know, it was interesting watching the CNN group who was uh, trying to decide, poor Jeffrey, you know, I really feel sorry for uh, the one... The one lone conservative, because I'm not exactly sure what's happened to uh, the Trump surrogate from his campaign. Um, and the name is slipping my mind right now. That uh, used to be with, um, used to be with Trump and went over to CNN. Hmm. I, I, I'm not sure. In, in the beginning, the guy that had the kerfuffle with the uh, Michelle Corey Lewandowski. Yeah, isn't Corey Lewandowski with CNN? I uh, he's been there, but he's missing in action lately. Sure. I don't. I do. I do not. And I and conservatives should not watch, read, or listen to uh, mainstream media, unless perhaps it's linked on Drudge. Well, unless unless perhaps they have a degree and they're certified to be able to deconstruct what's coming across. But I was just amazed. You know, there was a lot of good. First of all, oh, what? How would you rate the overall debate? What? What was your you know sort of big picture takeaway? It was. It was his best performance. Of uh, of the three de- of the three debates, he was uh, calm, control, and had good answers all the way through. I mean, you can always go back and say, "Oh, yeah, if you had just said this, you could have said that." Yeah, there was a lot of that for me, but uh, I thought, but there was less so than the previous two, right. two debates for me. Where I, I, when I finished it, I go, "Well, that that was that was good," and then I later I think, "Okay, yeah, he could have said this, he could have said that," but you have a time limit, of course. 
on how long you can speak, and you can only say so many things in that amount of time. Yeah, I want to know who it was that showed up in Donald Trump's orange skin because it was definitely a different guy, especially in the beginning when he started when they started out talking. Well, we'll get to the specific questions in a moment, but yeah, I mean, overall, different guy. Different guy that showed up. Where was that guy 6 months ago? Because I think if if that guy had shown up 6 months ago, um I think that the polls, I think the positioning would be very different. He's gone through a learning curve, and I think he's starting to reap the benefits of a year and a half on the campaign trail. It's unfortunate that it's coming so late in the game. Well, you have to adjust your presentation and your style and your tone based on what the event. So when he's doing a rally and he is speaking to the crowd, trying to get them fired up, and in a sense even entertaining the crowd, that's, that's, that's a different tone and demeanor than you are at the debate well yeah no i mean i had had i think he'd been a little further along debate number one would have gone a little bit differently debate number two but the benefit of debate number three is it wasn't a pylon on donald trump chris wallace i think gets the uh moderator of the year award uh he did uh, an outstanding job from a couple of perspectives first of all i think he was an equal opportunity you know, questioner. He was. Uh, I don't think he favored one candidate over another in particular, but he definitely held Hillary's feet to the fire at several different integral places throughout the debate. He did not let her squirm away. And he also focused on important issues like immigration and the economy and the situation in the Middle East and all the problems over there that have arisen under Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama's leadership, or lack thereof, rather. And so we talked about those issues rather than on the very important issue of Obama's birth certificate. Right. Yeah. I mean, and or or he did bring up the, uh, you know, the women. But I think that was one area where we didn't get to explore was the latest uh, claim on, on Bill Clinton. So at any rate, he started off, I think, with the most important issue, which really is. And this is what we've all been saying. Forget Donald Trump's at the top of the ticket. The issue that's at the top of the ticket is the Supreme Court nomination. And I think Chris Wallace phrased this question really well, because not only did he say, you've both been talking about this, but he said, do you believe in essentially original intent or a living, breathing constitution that flexes with the morals and 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 the twists and turns of the culture and society? Right. Here's how they answered it. Let's first uh, grab Hillary Clinton. Uh, It is important that we not reverse marriage equality, that we not reverse Roe v. Wade, that we stand up, Citizens United, we stand up for the rights of people in the workplace, that we stand up and basically say the Supreme Court should represent all of us. That's how I see the court and the kind of people that I would be looking to Uh, nominate to the court uh, would be in the great tradition of standing up to the powerful, standing up on behalf of our rights as Americans. You're the attorney here, Greg. What what did she say? Well, what she said was that uh, she's going to appoint liberal judges who will uh, implement liberal policy. And that's the real translation. But it's something just staggering. The court should represent all of us. 
the court judges are not supposed to be representing anybody. Isn't that They're, the job of the legislature? Legislature and the right. and the governor or the president. They're to represent the people and carry out various policies and represent groups and advance and change things. The judge's role is to uphold the law and is to make sure that everyone that the, the all citizens have equality before the law, not to say. I'm, I want to. I want to help the downtrodden against the so-called powerful, or I'm gonna. I want to support the LBGT community, or I want to support women. That is emphatically not the job of a judge, and is undermines the whole principle of a judiciary where you're supposed to uphold what the law says, not what you want it to be. Which gives you insight into who and and how the liberals look at the most important, highest court of the land. Because I, I would I would say it's it, that their primary function is to make sure that the laws are within the Constitution. The laws that are passed are constitutional. Once the absolutely, and once the judge departs from the words of it, it could be the a statute. Or it could be the Constitution. Once they depart from what the words, as they were understood by the people who enacted them, there is no other guidance other than the judge's own personal political opinions as to what the law should be. And this, and this, this, is, this is crucial because the Constitution is the basis upon which we govern ourselves as a free people. It's, it's, it limits government. It sets forth the procedures and the rules of how we operate this republic. And it provides certain rights. And when that depends upon the women discretion of five unelected Supreme Court justices who can add or subtract, and we'll talk about the Second Amendment coming in a little bit here, add or subtract from that, our republic and our rights and freedoms are not secure. And that transcends victory on any given political issue. And more importantly, she didn't even answer Chris Wallace's question, which was, are you are you for original intent or are you for, you know, this living and breathing? But I think if you read between the lines, what she's saying is a living and breathing constitution because we didn't even have an LGBT, uh, you know, constituency back in, or at least one that we were aware of back in 1776. What the, I mean, and... Recently, a federal appellate court judge named Judge Posner said that the judges should not spend even a second reading the Constitution. He literally said that, that the the judges just have a common law and they, they, they get to make up the Constitution and what it means in light of evolving circumstances. And that's the philosophy that she has. And as we talked about, in my opinion, that's very dangerous because it None of our rights in a republic are not are insecure. Let's see here how Donald Trump answered that question. We need a Supreme Court that, in my opinion, is going to uphold the Second Amendment and all amendments, but the Second Amendment, which is under absolute siege. Uh, I believe if my opponent should win this race, which I truly don't think will happen, uh, we will have a Second Amendment, which will be a very, very small replica of what it is right now. But I feel that it's absolutely important that we uphold because of the fact that it is under such uh, trauma. Uh, I feel that the uh, justices that I am going to appoint, and I've named 20 of them, the justices that I'm going to appoint will be pro-life. They will have a conservative bent. Uh, They will be protecting the Second Amendment. 
They are great scholars in all cases, and they're people of tremendous respect. Uh, they will interpret the Constitution the way the founders wanted it interpreted. And I was at the debate party, and th- when he said that, there was a resounding applause because that's what we're looking for. And there should be. And he could have explained further that in the Heller decision they talked about, which upheld that there is a constitutional right to keep and bear arms, that the Second Amendment really means what it says. The four liberal justices said or ruled that there is no right to keep and bear arms under the Second Amendment. So if Hillary Clinton appoints the fifth justice to replace Justice Scalia, the five liberal justices can and will will likely almost certainly rule there is no Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And that's so we talked about the Second Amendment. That's what he meant is she appoints the justice. The Second Amendment is gone. We'll talk about the Second Amendment when we come back after a message from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. It is a great patriot, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with the election and Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Oh, my. After this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower, two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you for buying, refinancing, or reverse mortgages, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to my website, www.wccloans.com. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We're deconstructing a little bit of the debate that happened on Wednesday evening. This is the third and final debate. Um, You know, I, I think in the final analysis, I think Trump really did a great job of quitting his Uh, bid for the presidency. I think that Hillary Clinton was shown to be a little bit more. um, She was not comfortable throughout the entire evening. She looked like she was, uh, you know, her, her, her whole body language seemed forced, you know, forced smiles at times. Um, She looked like she was going to cry towards the end. And there was one point we saw on the big screen where, she was sweating on her upper lip or her nose was draining and then she kind of wiped it away and this was in the first third of the of the debate and i thought uh oh this this may not this may not end well cuz you know i she she was getting she was either sweaty or her nose was draining one or the other well, you know, Rush made a great point on uh, on Thursday on Thursday morning he was talking, you know for all these liberals that are in the media are saying that she has it in the bag 
they still seem awful worried yep. about the about the election. They do indeed. So we were talking about the Supreme Court, and uh, and Chris Wallace then segued into the two major issues for the Supreme Court, which is the Second Amendment, and then of course abortion and Roe v. Wade. Here is what uh, Donald Trump's response to Hillary Clinton was on the Second Amendment. Does she persuade you that while you may disagree on regulation, that in fact she supports a Second Amendment right to bear arms? Well, the D.C. versus Heller decision uh, was very strongly and she was extremely angry about it. I watched I mean, she was very, very angry when upheld. And uh, Justice Scalia was uh, so involved and it was a well-crafted decision. But Hillary was extremely upset, extremely angry. And people that believe in the Second Amendment and believe in it very strongly were very upset with what she had to say. What did she have to say? Well, she was, as you said, was was opposed to the Heller decision. She lied and tried to say, well, is this something about uh, we're trying to keep guns away from children? No, Washington, D.C., virtually banned all private ownership of guns. That's what the case was about. And this went up to the Supreme Court, and we talked about before, by five to four, the Supreme Court ruled, yes, there is an individual right to keep and bear arms. That's, Second Amendment really means what it what it says it means. Right. And that, that's what she didn't like. And you, you look at the record of her and the Democrat Party, and it becomes clear that their goal, they chip away at rights to law-abiding citizens to keep and bear arms whenever and however they can. She said, not against, against Heller, she's spoken favorably of the Australian gun laws, which again, also virtually ban all private ownership of guns, and she spoke favorably of that. She also has a proposal, not, not mentioned last night, that would, if, if anyone is, is killed by a, in a crime by a gun, the victim or the victim's family could sue the gun manufacturer, right. even if the gun was legally made and legally sold. This would, this would in effect destroy all firearms manufacturing in the, in, the, in the country, and that's what she's for, and that evidences her ultimate intent is to deprive all law-abiding Americans of the right to keep and bear arms. You know, we had this uh, situation in San Francisco where a proposition was drafted back in 2005 or six, put on the ballot and passed, and the, I think the Supreme Court or an appellate court here in California struck it down, but that Supreme, that that proposition was in effect to ban all handgun ownership in San Francisco or the Bay Area or a county up there. Right. The city and county of San Francisco is, is, is one and the same. And absolutely right. And the, guy, the name escapes me, but that same guy that wrote that is now a judge in Bert Riverside. Bert Strunsky. Yep, that's the name. Yep, he was one of the people involved in authoring it or the primary author of it. And now we have him as a judge uh, down here. And, uh, of course, we've got uh, sixty Proposition 63 that's on the ballot. That, for anybody out there, needs to be a firm no. Uh, that is, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom's attempt to duplicate, essentially, what the legislature passed. They're having a little squabble about, you know, who gets credit for... Right. Among other things, you'd have to go, you have to go through and pay for the cost of a background check every time that you want to buy any ammunition yeah. for your gun. It just chip away. It's to make it harder, more expensive yep. to, to, to keep and bear arms. And ultimately, I submit, their ultimate goal is to ban oh, all... Is private ownership of guns in the country, despite the la- the evidence is that gun control doesn't to, work. D- it does look not. At Chuck, look at Chicago. And he brought that up in the debate. He, he brought up Chicago. He did, you know, he did in the second debate as well, that it does not reduce crime, does not reduce homicide, does not reduce mass killings. 
Right. Doesn't. So, you know, that's so we've covered in about uh, 20 minutes, the first five minutes of the debate. I think we're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to foreign policy in hour three of Unite IE Radio. That's right. We're going to take a break, come back with more of our thoughts on the debate Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, we're going to get get around to the WikiLeaks and also this uh, uh, video that our buddy O'Keefe produced with Project Veritas. We'll be back after this break. Another word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation is a great patron and the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower, two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you for buying, refinancing, or reverse mortgages, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to my website, www.wccloans.com. AM 590, The Answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Secretary Clinton, I want to clear up your position on this issue because in a speech you gave to a Brazilian bank for which you were paid $225,000, we've learned from the WikiLeaks that you said this, and I want to quote, my dream is a hemispheric common market with open trade and open borders. So that's the question. That's the question. Please quiet, everybody. Is that your dream, open borders? Well, if you went on to read the rest of the sentence, I was talking about uh, energy. (laughs) Yeah, because we want those little electrons to not be impeded at the border when they're getting ready to jump the fence. (laughs) Right. We need open border. Absolutely. Here's the the whole. I, I didn't know energy. I didn't know energy needed an open border. Right. It, it doesn't. It, but it was the best lie that she could come up with. And it was probably, because this email has been out for a while, is it was probably what they worked on it. And this is the best lie they could come up with for it. Here's the whole sentence that she refers to. My dream is a hemispheric common market with open trade and open borders for those electrons. Sometime in the future, then she goes on, sometime in the future with with energy that is as green and sustainable as we can get it, powering growth and opportunity for every person in the hemisphere. So the green energy, we can talk about that maybe and why it's more expensive and it's, and it's crony capitalism, but that was in addition to, you read the sentence, it's clear, it's right. in addition to the open borders. See, this is what's so clever about Hillary Clinton that Donald Trump still doesn't know how to play the game and I don't think we ever want him to learn, is that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton are political animals. They know how to write these speeches so that they can say their true meaning. And this is what I think Hillary Clinton, who says you got to have one face that's your private face and one face that's your public face, so that she can craft... These speeches are crafted so that they have outs. She can say say I want open borders but then after that she can talk about it and then she can deflect and pivot to no 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 no. you don't understand what I was saying the context of my comment for open borders was my energy policy 
But, 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 but of course, she had to pay $225,000 to find out what her policy was. Right. Yeah. And not only that, after this, she then pivots to, and by the way, all of these emails, hey, they, they were hacked by the Russians. The Russians, you know, they... And then she pivots over to this insane argument about how, uh, you know, the Russians are are compromising the integrity of our elections. And we shouldn't pay attention to the WikiLeaks because, you know, it's all Russia's fault. Right. And and we had had the O'Keefe videos this week in which her campaigns paid operatives. The money went illegally through these various organizations. What a week. We're bragging about how they commit what a mass week. vote fraud. And she's complaining about the Russians are supposedly trying to intervene. So, folks, if you haven't seen, uh, you know, James O'Keefe's Project Veritas education videos, there's two of them where he had under uh, he had uh, undercover probably underground too, uh, people that penetrated these organizations that are ostensibly contracted with the Hillary Clinton and the DN- campaign and the DNC. You got to watch them because they are groundbreaking. They are exposing everything that we thought they were doing. Right. But I want to come back. I want to finish up on this immigration stuff. And we have just a few seconds left here in this segment. It really is about open borders is that the border is now wide open. The, the, yep. the border patrol catches and release of, of, the, of the people they catch. They, they release 90% of them into the country. Every Border Patrol agent I have talked to has said their job is to basically verify that they have friends or relatives in the country, and then they take them to a bus depot and let them go. They're at, they, under Obama, they're acting as Walmart greeters. Yep. And Hillary with the same thing. If you want to have a border, if you want to have a secure border, your only choice is Donald Trump because Hillary Clinton will keep the borders open. More up ahead on the Unite Inland Empire radio program after a break with the Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton debate. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire. What a week it was because we had WikiLeaks dump, document dumps every day this week. Of course, there's other things and then the debate on Wednesday night. But you know, I want to I want to focus on this WikiLeaks document dump because um, we've got on the on the line right now our compatriot, our our fellow journalist uh, Chris Como, who's going to advise us on how to properly uh, assess the WikiLeaks document dumps that we've been getting. Also interesting is remember, it's illegal to possess uh, these stolen documents. It's different for the media. So everything you learn about this, you're learning from us. And in full disclosure, let's take a look at what is in there and what it means. That's exactly right, Chris Como. You have to be a trained journalist in order to be able to access the WikiLeaks because it's illegal for you to go online and view the WikiLeaks document dumps that have happened every day. Well, and it was illegal for them to get to the New York Times to get Donald Trump's tax returns in from the 1990s, <laughs> but that didn't stop him, nor did it stop the editor of the New York Times saying, I will go to jail right. to get his his tax returns. Not not to get her secret information, right. only to get his. Yep. But, but, but I'm sure we can trust CNN to give us a fair and accurate summary of what's in the WikiLeaks. So all these WikiLeaks and then the Project Veritas stuff led us to the point in the debate where Chris Wallace needed to verify with Donald Trump 
whether or not, given all of the opportunities for fraud, uh, for games on the part of the DNC that's been exposed by Project Veritas, if Donald Trump would accept the will of the people, and here's what he had to say. Just one second here before we go to that. I remember a cartoon about WikiLeaks. Is the uh, SS Hillary Clinton is sinking, stirring up like the Titanic went down. And uh, the caption is, Captain, we've taken on a WikiLeak. <laughs> That's a bigger than usual leak. Yes. All right. So let's hear how, uh, let, let's cue this up and hear Donald Trump's answer to Chris Wallace's question. Mr. Trump, I want to ask you about one last question in, the, in this topic. You have been warning at re- rallies recently that this election is rigged and that Hillary Clinton is in the process of trying to steal it from you. Your running mate, Governor Pence, pledged on Sunday that he and you, his words, will absolutely accept the result of this election. Today, your daughter Ivanka said the same thing. I want to ask you here on the stage tonight, do you make the same commitment that you will absolutely, sir, that you will absolutely accept the result of this election? I will look at it at the time. I'm not looking at anything now. I'll look at it at the time. What I've seen, what I've seen is so bad. First of all, the media is so dishonest and so corrupt and the pile on is so amazing. The New York Times actually wrote an article about it that they don't even care. It's so dishonest and they've poisoned the minds of the voters. But unfortunately for them, I think the voters are seeing through it. I think they're going to see through it. We'll find out on November 8th, but I think they're going to see through it. But, sir, there's a... If you look, excuse me, Chris, if you look at your voter rolls, you will see... Millions of people that are registered to vote, millions, this isn't coming from me, this is coming from Pew Report and other places, millions of people that are registered to vote that shouldn't be registered to vote. So, let me just give you one other thing. So I talk about the corrupt media, I talk about the millions of people, tell you one other thing, she shouldn't be allowed to run. It's, she's, she's guilty of a very, very serious crime. She should not be allowed to run. And just in that respect, I say it's rigged. Absolutely. He, he hit, a, hit a bunch of important topics there. Well, he did. And this, this, uh, the media will find something that he says to make the center point of their discussion. They talk about, talk about that, not everything else that was said in the debate, not all the good points that he made. But this, this, is, this is crucial. Year after year, election after election, Republicans say nothing and do nothing about Democrat vote fraud, and there's ample evidence that it occurs. First and foremost, this past week, the Project Veritas video in which you have paid operatives of Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democrat Party explaining how they commit mass vote fraud. The WikiLeaks emails revealed that her campaign director, Podesta, read an email that saying how they how Hillary Clinton was defeated by and how Barack Obama used vote fraud in the 2008 election to defeat her. And I want to remind our audience that we are we are journalists, so we're trained, we're, we're trained to be able to read and handle the WikiLeaks legally, but 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 you can't. So we'll do it for you. Right. According to Chris Como of CNN, part of the mainstream media. Don't bother looking. We'll do it for you. 2014 Washington Post article, Washington Post, the liberal newspaper, that 6.4% of illegal immigrants, non-citizens, voted in 2008, and that that made the difference in the Minnesota Senate race in 2008, which provided them with the crucial 60th vote for Obamacare in the Senate. That would be Al Franken. Absolutely. 
You know, and, and the same organization that is corroborating this 4 million nationwide of people that are 24, registered. 20, well, the, the, the Pew, 24 million ineligible bad voter registrations across the country. Right. But the number 4 million that's coming from this individual that has been on uh, a number of different news channels. This is the same organization that went into Virginia, went county by county, uh, surveying the counties for how many people, illegal aliens, got registered onto the as a result of the motor voter uh, bill that Bill Clinton passed in 1993. So essentially, Bill Clinton passes the motor voter registration process. This organization then goes into Virginia. They only get into eight counties before the Democratic appointee voter, uh, the commissioner of voting in Virginia shuts down their investigation, telling all of the county ROVs not to cooperate. But they only got eight counties. They found a thousand individuals that were illegal aliens that were registered to vote. And furthermore, 200 that were re- that had voted in that state in 2013. The state attorney general won on a swing of 165 votes. So tell me those 200 votes in those only eight counties weren't important. Absolutely. And the, you know, the Podesta email explaining that if, with illegal immigrants, if they have a driver's license, can vote. So there is ample evidence, even locally, after the 2014 election, some of the people of our groups went out and canvassing the, uh, suspected fraudulent votes. That's and right. they found that half of those suspected votes they went to, and they didn't have enough manpower and time to go through all of them, were people didn't live there, they didn't vote. In some cases, the, the, red, the address was just a vacant lot. So there was ample evidence. And, and furthermore, the Democrats deliberately keep the voting system and the registration loosey-goosey to allow ample evidence. Oh, one more thing. Pat Cadell, the, Jimmy Carter's pollster, explained recently that Philadelphia has more votes than it has citizens, according to the last census. Well, if you want to get back to California, California is the only state in the union that does not have a system at the secretary of state level that coordinates between all the counties, the voters. So essentially, if you live in one county, move to another county, there is no way at the state level that they can actually verify that you're not voting in two counties. There's, there's, it's impossible. You cannot do it. And guess who is in charge of all of that? Oh, yeah, not to worry about this because they've hired the same company that built the Obamacare website to develop the state system. Right. And that's Kamala Harris, who we're going to be voting on for state senator or not, depending upon which way you want to swing on this. So so I'll just conclude this discussion. The media has been pounding on Donald Trump for this comment. But I hope that if if he doesn't win... And we should not never give up. And we shouldn't assume that because the, there are polls that show it is close. That he does not, like all other Republicans, whimper, you know, link, slink away um, and accept the Democrat vote fraud. I hope he calls it out. And even if he can't overturn the result this time, is that he builds a political base to deal with this problem. Why don't the Democrats want voter ID? Mexico has voter ID. I know. India has voter ID. I got into the same conversation with somebody in a Facebook group this past week, and they brought up, oh, there's a there's a report by something called the Brennan Institute out of the New York School for Law. 
Now, I don't know anything about the New York School for Law, but then this person brings up other institutions like, oh, Columbia University. Well, Columbia University was the first university in this country to be infiltrated by the people that set up the Frankfurt School that are these cultural Marxists that have infiltrated all of our universities. Right. You cannot trust anything that comes out of any of these institutions with regard to voter integrity because they're all on board with the game of deny 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 that there's even a voter problem we don't need voter for voter id and yet we have 30 states that have some kind of voter id in this country but 20 states don't and they and these states that don't they're the ones with the problem. And some of those, those states, the, the, the judges have watered it down. Think of all the places that you, which you have to show a photo ID for to get into, get a fly. You want to check into a hotel. There are so many things where you have you to You want to open a it. bank account? Open a, right. You want to get a charge card? In fact, ironically- if you, you want to get into a government building? Right. I was coming to that. If <laughs> Sorry, I, I stole it from yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to go to the Obama Injustice Department to complain about having to show a, a photo ID to vote, you would have to show a photo ID to get into the building. That's right. Yeah, and it's so hypocritical. And these these Democrats are programmed when the issue of voter ID and voter integrity comes up. They are they are virtually programmed to debate this issue, and 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 they pawn it off on uh you know it disenfranchises the poor people. Well, you know what? India has voter ID. Do you know how much poverty there is in India? I mean, countries in the Middle East where every other person is named Mohammed have voter ID. I mean. Come on. <laughs> right. Uh, America would be a lot better off if, if, if we had election laws and immigration laws that were as strict and as strictly enforced as Mexico. Absolutely. All right. We got to take a break. More about the debate and the Project Veritas and Donald Trump's closing statement at the debate coming up after this break from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Mr. Trump, same question. If we are able to push ISIS out of Mosul and out of Iraq, will, would you be willing to put U.S. troops in there to prevent their return or something else? Let me tell you, Mosul's so sad. We had Mosul. But when she left, when she took everybody out... We lost Mosul. Now we're fighting again to get Mosul. 
And that was really part of a, of a foreign policy discussion at the debate on on Wednesday night. And that was also I thought was Donald Trump was quite effective in that. He, he makes the point. And he also made the point in another part of it is that ISIS has gone from zero to 32 countries since Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton took office. Pat Smith wasn't very happy with the foreign policy discussion because, as you know, Sean Smith, her son, died in Benghazi. She was not happy that Benghazi never got brought up in the process of this conversation. Maybe it's been overplayed. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I think that would have been an ideal place for a Benghazi reminder. I don't think that I I think that needs to be um, brought up again and again. And the fact that the status of forces, I mean, he alludes to it. This is one of those areas where I think Donald Trump could have brought more. We have 180 countries around the world that we have status of forces agreements with. You mean you couldn't you couldn't negotiate one more to keep forces there because it is in that vacuum that ISIS was born. Right. And then that excuse that, well, we, we had to par the, all the troops out in 2011 because we couldn't get a status of forces agreement is another Democrat lie. Here's why. First of all, it's, it's been, you've gotten that in 180 countries or whatever you said. But also, at that point, what they insisted on was that the Iraqi parliament approve the status of forces agreement. And that was going to be a heavy lift. And by that point, Obama was offering only a few thousand troops to stay behind, even though our military leaders had recommended twenty to 25,000 as a force to secure the gains we had made in Iraq. And I think that the middle ground was somewhere between ten and 15 is right. what they but, were. But, and, and, and about two or 3,000, but it was all they were offering. But here's where, here's where, here's where, here's where the lie is. There's now 5,000 plus American troops back in Iraq. Right. Obama we just lost. And we did. Some Americans... In Mosul. Right. But uh, this time, Obama did not insist that the status of forces agreement be approved by the Iraqi parliament. He just did it based on an agreement with the Iraqi government itself. So that shows that it's, it's, it's into the weeds, but it shows the lie. They pulled out of Iraq. Yep. Uh, George, actually, George W. Bush warned, if you do this too soon, we're gonna, the, 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 the terrorists are going to come back. And that's exactly what yep. happened. And that's exactly what happened. And she is responsible for that disaster over there. Absolutely. And of course, you know, we've talked about this on the show before. Libya, you know, encouraging president. She owns Libya because it was her recommendation and her insistence that that, that Obama go to NATO and ask for cooperation uh, with NATO and make it a NATO operation to take out Gaddafi. That was that was that's on Hillary Clinton's wa- right. recommendation. Who had switched sides and was now cooperating with us. So, yep. so as as a reward for being a friend of the United States, becoming a friend of the United States, he was betrayed and ended up murdered in a shot in a ditch. And that's hardly an incentive for other people like Gaddafi to want to switch sides and join us. Well, it that, is. It, it, so from the get go, it was bad judgment. And this is this is an area where Hillary Clinton as president is so vulnerable because her entire history, the Russian reset didn't come up. The uh, the the accommodation of the Muslim Brotherhood throughout the Middle East 
essentially turning over Egypt to the Muslim Brotherhood. I mean, and all that began with Obama's apology tour in Cairo at Al-Azhar University, where he allowed the Muslim Brotherhood to occupy the first three rows of his speech there. And that's the famous speech where he says, there is nothing sweeter than the sound of the jihada in the morning or whatever the prayer is that they say, you know, from the spires right. of the also, also, also helped to uh, overthrow another longtime friend of the United States, uh, Mubarak, and install a Muslim Brotherhood government yep. in Egypt. There is nowhere in the world that is better for America because Hillary Clinton was in office. Nothing. Anywhere. Nada, nada, nada. And there's lots of places all across the Middle East, Russia, China, East Asia, that are far worse because she was in office. And there was a great clip in the in this debate, I didn't have time to find it, where Donald Trump said, Hillary, why don't you give the money back? Why don't you give the money back that you got from Saudi Arabia? Why don't you give the money back from these other uh, Middle Eastern countries that do not respect women's rights? You took this money from countries that, and he also hit her on Haiti, which was another great thing because Haiti and the, and the whole uh, Clinton Foundation, uh, you know, being in Haiti, misusing their their presence there to line their pockets. Haiti is a country that has been that is far worse off. If the Clintons never lived, Haiti might be a first world country. Well, that's true, and, and that and that's particularly despicable uh, how they would steal money from desperately poor people. But coming back, Saudi Arabia, another one of the WikiLeaks emails from her. Saudi Arabia and Qatar are funding ISIS. Yep. But she is all too happy to take their money. Yep. So, the, so the countries that are fu- that are funding ISIS are funding Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yep. It is these WikiLeaks have been have been a constant source. The problem is though they're so involved and they're so complicated that the media literally does, as Chris Como said in our clip, that it's not a legal issue. It's a matter of going through them. No citizen is going to read through the WikiLeaks uh, emails. It does take a dedicated journalist to go through and ferret it out, and it will never seep down to the average American well, who's voting on November eighth. The deta- unless, there, unless there's this huge... The, detail, the detail's not, but the level of insidious, incestuous corruption among the D.C. ruling class, including the media, that may permeate down to the voters. And it, it, I mean, I was, even, I was shocked by how bad it was. We'll be back with our final segment for this episode of the Unite IE radio program after a message from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. 
Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. And in our closing statement, we're going to play Donald Trump's closing statement from the debate on Wednesday night. She's raising the money from the people she wants to control. Doesn't work that way. But when I started this campaign, I started it very strongly. It's called Make America Great Again. We're going to make America great. We have a depleted military. It has to be helped, has to be fixed. We have the greatest people on earth in our military. We don't take care of our veterans. We take care of illegal immigrants, people that come into the country illegally better than we take care of our vets. That can't happen. Our policemen and women are disrespected. We need law and order, but we need justice, too. Our inner cities are a disaster. You get shot walking to the store. They have no education. They have no jobs. I will do more for African-Americans and Latinos than she can ever do in 10 lifetimes. All she's done is talk to the African-Americans and to the Latinos. But they get the vote, and then they come back. They say, we'll see you in four years. We are going to make America strong again, and we are going to make America great again, and it has to start now. We cannot take four more years of Barack Obama, and that's what you get when you get her. I was uh, standing up and cheering when I, when I heard that, and they had not planned to do— In the room by yourself. Right, yes. They, they had not planned to uh, do closing statements, so that was impromptu, and I thought that was very well done, and it, summed, and it really summed up what he's running on. And this is this is a very important point because, you know, Donald Trump has proven that he's got some baggage. And what 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 people need to look beyond is this is a movement not about Donald Trump. This is about a media that is rigged, a media that and I took the opportunity after last night's. I went back to really listen to uh, some of Andrew Breitbart's. Uh, beginning talks that he delivered, it was his obsession with the bias in the media that moved him into activism because he viewed that as one of the biggest impediments to our republic was a biased media that was not functioning as the fourth estate. And Andrew Breitbart build built Breitbart.com predicated on the 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 concern that he had that the media in this country was was it literally part of the DNC. They are, and that's been shown in the, in the WikiLeaks emails. In our remaining seconds here, you have 16 days after today before the election. And we've seen this. You, you, you know the, if you're listening to this show, you know the stakes. The question is, are you gonna, what are you going to do? There are so many. Everyone can do something, whether it's make a contribution, get involved with the campaigns, get involved with canvassing. Get involved, the, the Redlands Tea Party Patriots has a great canvassing program where you'd be welcome to join in that. Just email cabinet at redlandsteaparty.net. Uh, you can phone bank. There's so many ways to get involved. You can phone bank from home for Donald Trump to other states where it's where it's where it's close. We can help involved. local candidates. You, you, you can help local candidates. Get involved. It's your country. It's your children's country. And we need you. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Unite Inland Empire radio program every Saturday at 4 p.m.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.